entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. My, oh my, what a day it's going to be today. Uh, The Chicago, uh, the University of Chicago, has just done a new poll of Americans uh, and asked them, hey, how do you feel about your government? I mean, trustworthy, right? Yeah, not so much. I begin there in 60 seconds. Everyday life is complicated enough without having to go through all the hassle of getting your identity restored. Some cyber criminal comes and steals your identity, and it isn't just a pain in your butt. Uh, It can wipe you out financially and destroy your credibility all in one fell swoop. With everything that you do online every day, you really need to make sure that you're protected as much as possible, and there is nobody that protects people better than LifeLock. They can't catch everything, nobody can, but they can monitor things better than you can on your own, and if you do become a victim, They have restoration specialists that will work with you to help fix the problem quickly. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com and use the promo code BECK for 25% off. Almost half of Americans that were polled said more and more they feel like a stranger in my own country. You feel that way, Stu? Stranger in my own country. Uh, Not willing to cede that ground. Uh, No. uh, Really? No. I'm not a stranger in my own country. Uh, I feel like that's saying... Stop being so... No. So that feels like somebody else... Oh, somebody else runs the country and I'm the... No, I'm, I'm not the stranger. I'm the, it's, it's, no, I know that. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, geez, I'm not asking you for the. You know the uh, the art of positive thinking here. I'm. I'm asking you. I'm not. Don't I'm, you I'm, feel like sometimes you just don't recognize your country? I'm not asking you for the response you wanted to give. I'm asking you for the response I wanted to hear. So yes, Glenn, I feel <laughs> no, like a stranger in my okay, own I'm land. Even, no, I'm not. Ta- I'm not talking to you. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, broken down. Broken down, 69% of people who identify as strong Republicans say they feel like a stranger in my own (laughs) land. 65% of those who called themselves very conservative also felt this way. Just 38% of Democrats said they feel like strangers. Okay. All right. May I just point out, that's, that's a pretty low number, you know, compared to the Republicans. But they have control of everything. And 39, that's almost 40%. Don't fall for the 39.99. It's 40. (laughs) Almost 40% of Democrats who are in charge say, I don't recognize my country. I feel like I'm, like I'm, you know, a stranger in my own land. By the way, 68% from rural areas. Uh, also agreed with the statement that American government is corrupt and rigged against everyday people like me. Now, Stu would tell you, I'm not going to cede that ground. I, what do you mean, rigged against me? No, I'm in charge. No one can break my stride. Okay. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to slow me down. Oh, no. I've got to keep on moving. 
Yeah. Now here's the here's the uh, the next. The a majority of Americans say the U.S. government is corrupt, and almost a third say, "Look out! It may be soon necessary to take up arms against it." Yeah, that's probably not a good. I'm just saying that's probably not a good idea. Mm. Two thirds of Republicans and independents say the government is corrupt and rigged against everyday people like me. Uh, according to the poll, 51% of liberal voters say the same thing. 51%. Uh, boy, can you hear the people sing, singing the, uh, the corrupt and rigged against everybody, uh, everyday people like 51% of liberals and two thirds of Republicans. I wouldn't be showing you a refrigerator full of ice cream, uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi. I just, I just, I'd keep that one to yourself. Twenty-eight percent of all voters, including thirty-seven percent of gun owners, agree it may be necessary at some time soon for citizens to take up arms against the government. A view held by thirty-five percent of Republicans and thirty-five percent of independents, but only one in five Democrats because they don't have guns. Democrats are like, I don't arms. What? I don't have any. What do you, huh? When asked about election integrity, the answers are what you expected. 56% agree generally they trusted elections to be conducted fairly and counted accurately. Do you believe that? Well, of course I do, Glenn. I I'm do. not going to cede that ground. I don't, I'm not going to cede you that ground. That. I do believe that elections are, are fair. Yes, I do. Oh, Oh, you remind me of the cowardly lion. I do believe. Coward. I do believe in spooks. I do believe in spooks. Um, when the uh, poll divided up by party, almost an even percentage of people on each side agreed with the statements. Democrats and Republicans are general bullies who want to impose their political beliefs on those who disagree. For GOP voters, it was 73%. For Democrats, it was 74%. Both parties believe that the other side is trying to force their view down the throat of the other side. And they are generally untruthful and pushing disinformation. It's a stunner. Huh. It's a stunner. To, I would have yeah. never guessed. It's, it's, uh -huh. So basically every answer is uh, the other side really sucks. Uh, and we're in real trouble, which right. I, it's hard to disagree well, with either no. one of those uh, <laughs> points. <laughs> right. Um, however, I think it is. I think it's interesting that 51% uh, of liberal voters, two thirds of Republicans, but 51% of liberal voters say the government is corrupt and rigged against everyday people like me. That's huge, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting too, especially. I won't cede that to you, Glenn. <laughs> with the left having control of it all, right? <laughs> it's it. Yeah, the people you elected are the people who are you're saying are are against you, which is uh, something maybe you should examine more closely when casting your next vote. Yeah, maybe. yeah, maybe, maybe. Okay, uh, now Joe Biden. Speaking of lies and disinformation and misinformation. Uh, Biden held a virtual press conference on Monday. I'm not sure if that means he was on the computer or he was a virtual being on uh, a computer. Not sure. Um, Monday, he said that in advance of the, the data that's scheduled to be released on Thursday, uh, 
I uh, I can confirm the economy uh, is not going to go into a recession. Uh, uh, worried Americans should not be worried that we're in a recession because we're not going to be in one, in my view. I love that he added, in my view. And the reason why he says, in my view, is because he says, it, just because you have two quarters of contraction does not make it that you're in a recession. Well, okay, technically, sure, two consecutive quarters of negative growth um, is is something that they use to determine whether we are in a recession or not. And the people who decide if we're in a recession is the National Bureau of Economic Research. They're the ones that determine whether we're in a recession or not. And they have a whole bunch of metrics. But the two main ones are uh, that we've had two quarters of contraction. Right. But, now, but the- I want to say it, does, it isn't always like that. In the last 10 uh, recessions that we have, the GOP has contracted two quarters in a row. Oh, no. Gee. So it is always like that. Huh. Okay. Just 10 of the last 10, though, uh, in GDP, yes, uh, yeah. 10 of the last 10. Uh, not a big deal at all. Uh, no trend. I don't see any any trend there whatsoever. Uh, it's also, by the way, the way that we talk about recessions when they're occurring. The reason why it's, it has always been shorthand for a recession, and the reason why is because we can talk about them when they're going on. If you remember back in the 2008 financial collapse, you had what Bear Stearns mm-hmm. early in, in 2008, if I remember right. And then you had Lehman Brothers in October of 2008. And that was, you know, the, when every you know, when the real collapse felt like, oh, my gosh, this is really happening. September, or October 2008. And so even then, the government was not saying we were in a recession. They waited until later on, and then when they said there was a recession, which I think was in December of 2008 or January of 2009, I can't remember exactly, but when they said they were officially in a recession, they said we had been in a recession since December 2007, before Bear Stearns. So, like, it is a, it's basically a historic view as to when a recession begins, and so what the Democrats love about this approach is they can stack on this, well, officially, that's not the definition. And then they can wait till after the election when they actually will come back and say, oh, by the way, we were in a recession way back there before the election. Please don't talk about it until it's official. It's, it's a nice little scam they're trying to pull here. But every financial journalist has been talking about this two, financial, uh, two consecutive negative quarters of GDP as the shorthand definition of a recession forever. And they're just trying to reverse that today. Here's the thing that I think people know. Um, Four in ten adults say that it has been somewhat or very difficult to cover usual household expenses. This is in a a survey that was uh, put out. That's the highest since the census started asking this question in August 2020. It implies that more than 90 million families are struggling now, up from 60 million just a year ago. Hey, has your life gotten better under Biden or worse? Millions of households with student loans are expected to face an additional monthly expense on September 1st when a COVID moratorium on servicing that debt ends. By the way, 
Did you see that he is telling uh, that Biden is telling uh, the uh, the government loan offices not to send out uh, the um, uh, the pay stubs to people who just got a student loan? Don't don't send them out. Just hold off for a minute. Why would you do that? I don't know. Why Why would would they do do that? that? I think he's going to try to forgive all these student loans in September. Mm. Right before the election. Mm. Right before the election. In Dallas, for example, the share of respondents having difficulty paying bills jumped to about 45.9% from 27.9% a year earlier. The uh, report last week from the New York State Comptroller uh, showed that one in eight residents were behind on paying their utility bills as of March. More than 1.2 million customers statewide owned uh, owed 1.8 billion, with the residents of New York City and Long Island accounting for 68 percent of the total. So this means that the average person is feeling a recession. So call it what you want, Joe. Everybody knows because we're feeling it. By the way, do you remember who uh, Noriel Ru- um, uh, Rubini is, Stu? Yeah, the Dr. He, economist. Yeah, <laughs> Dr. Doom. That's right. <laughs> yeah. He was the guy. They called him Dr. Doom because he was the only other guy um, that was calling for uh, the 2008 collapse. I had been calling for it for about two years, and I think he jumped on the bandwagon uh, that Christmas is the first time I saw him uh, talk about it was the Christmas of 07 as uh, it's leading up. And I'm like, oh, finally, somebody else is saying it. Um, he says we're not going to have a recession. He says a recession being shallow is a pipe dream. He said the economy is headed for a severe recession as well as a severe debt and financial crisis. He said debt ratios are historically high at 420% for advanced economies and climbing, while bailouts during the pandemic have resulted in zombie corporations that put the economy at risk. He says the idea that this is going to be short and shallow is total delusion. We also have the extra added benefit of trailer parks being bought up all over the country. Trailer parks... Uh, are being purchased by big Wall Street fat cats. I swear to you, these people have no idea. They have no idea what they're in for. So the um, these corporate investors, private equity firms, and firms like BlackRock, Real Estate Investment Trust, They've gone out and purchased mobile home parks, and they're raising the rents on the tenants. Most of these people are elderly or disabled, low fixed income. Out-of-state purchases in Minnesota almost doubled between 2015 and 2021. 46% of the state's mobile home parks purchased by an out-of-state company in 2015, and 81% of them purchased from out-of-state people uh, 2021. The rents at these parks uh, went up by as much as 30% at the same time. The uh, state AG says uh, the complaints of mobile home parks has gone up a hundredfold. A hundredfold. These people, 
They don't know what's they don't know. They have no idea how Americans actually feel about their country and about Wall Street and big banks. They have no idea. God bless them. Hopefully they will wake up soon. Uh, Let me tell you about the Tuttle Twins book as our sponsor this half hour. Our ability to understand where we came from is at risk. And I want you to think about that for a minute. Imagine the next generation of Americans were to have zero idea of the principles upon which this nation was founded. By the way, Stu, I'm reading a great book um, by Ted uh, Stewart. Uh, look this up. See see what it's called. Uh, Ted Stewart, I think it is. What if America didn't exist? Can you look that up? Find a real name. It is the, the premise is America lost the Revolutionary War. Now what is life like? It is fascinating. Anyway, um, our kids, it's going to be like America didn't even exist except all of the bad stuff. Would you want to preserve a nation that you only learned bad stuff about or didn't you had no idea what its founding principles were? This is why the Tuttle Twins have launched a new fully illustrated American history book. Inspiring fun focuses on the stories and the principles uh, of our history, not just the dates and the events that occurred. Uh, the um, the Tuttle Twins If you go there now, you can take advantage of America's History Book, the launch. You can even preview a free sample chapter so you can see for yourself why I think it's really important, why it's crucial in the here and now. You'll see everything there, including in the offer, including the audiobook version. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get it now, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Ten seconds, station ID. What is the name of it, Stu? It's uh, by uh, Ted Stewart. Ted Stewart. A, a world without America, what would your life be like if the American Revolution had failed? It's fascinating. I just started it, and it's really, really good. Anyway, um, I want to address something that happened yesterday on uh, Twitter, which is a strange, twisted reality that only vaguely resembles the outside world. Have you noticed that? Uh, thanks to bots and controversy junkies who are dedicated to stirring the pot, it's almost impossible to get a real sense of what anybody thinks. But yesterday, Sodom and Gomorrah was trending on Twitter. Now, there's a lot of reasons Sodom and Gomorrah could be trending. But I think this is trending because of the left. Uh, it's, you know, presumably real people that know the true sin of Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, The masked blue Texan, who I'm convinced is surely a real person, got a couple of hundred uh, retweets of the tweet that said, why does the atheist have to point out that Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed because their conservative leadership refused to provide aid to the poor? It certainly wasn't because doctors were providing gender-affirming care. Oh, my gosh. Really? It was a conservative government in charge of Sodom and Gomorrah? Huh. That's weird. Uh, Somebody else got almost 2,000 retweets. Sodom and Gomorrah is trending because MAGAs still think the sin of those two cities was homosexuality when it was, in fact, greed and unwillingness to help the poor, um, i.e. their own behavior. 
So then the bots get involved in everything else. And, you know, then we really know why what God's truth is. Um, However, I just wanted to take a second because there is a bit of truth in these arguments. Sodom has been uh, associated mainly with sexual sin, but sexual sin was just part of it. It was a result of greed and self-indulgence, pride, fullness of food or gluttony, abundance of idleness, carelessness, and that they didn't help the poor and needy. It wasn't the government. It wasn't the government. It was that the, the fact that the people didn't do it. That's why we're looking for righteous people here in America. The Glenn Back Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Cost of everything is going up from the gas pump to the grocery store. Inflation is surging on. And let's not forget the credit card companies. Their fees are going up, too. It's time to do something about that. If you're a homeowner, your equity is up 20% since last year, and that equity can be accessed as cash for the things that you need. You just have to access it. That's it. Which means you need to call American Financing and get that mortgage review I've been telling you about. It's American Financing. They also provide no pressure, no obligation lending experience from customer loans to fast closings and everything in between American Financing does it all and they've been helping people like you for over 20 years so do yourself a favor today give them a call maybe they can help you maybe they can't if they can't they'll tell you if they can well you could be saving a ton of money american financing at 800-906-2440 800-906-2440 or go now to americanfinancing.net BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is unsafe for 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. From the Standing Rock Ranch in Southern Idaho, welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. I tell you, I'm in a I'm in a little small town that I think is just utopia. I uh, gave a speech out in the park. Uh, on Saturday, and I don't know, a few hundred, a couple hundred people showed up for it, which I think is almost the entire town. Uh, and uh, it just, it, it is like going back in time. It really is. People are so kind, and everybody knows each other. It's just, it's just a great place. Just a great place. Uh, and it helps me recharge because I, I have to tell you, I don't know if you did you see the story out of New York where these these two guys, they're in the Bronx. They intentionally hit a guy with their car. They uh, their their car comes around the front uh, the uh, the corner and uh, they hit this 39 year old guy, send him flying into the air. After he lands in the ground, he's motionless. And they get out of the car. They go through his uh, his pockets. They flip him over on the back uh, while somebody else is just standing on the street watching. They take his wallet. They get back in the car and they leave. And as if that's not bad enough, the New York police are saying they are looking for uh, looking for him 
uh, but they are only going to charge them with uh, theft. What about hit and run? What about... I don't understand the poli- I don't understand the bad guys. I don't understand the supposed good guys anymore. That's why one reason why we're doing the badge of merit because we need to be people of merit if we are going to be in a position to save our country. Um, and so every Tuesday, I nominate uh, or you nominate um, three people for the badge of merit. We go ba- down and narrow it down to three possible people for the badge of merit and we award it on thursdays today is the day that you have to vote and you can vote at glenbeck.com but let me just give you the edited quick version of these three nominees glenn i'd like to nominate my neighbor bill for the badge of merit uh i'm a paraplegic combat veteran and retired from the military I try to stay active, and doing so on my small farm in the mountains of West Virginia often gets me in all kinds of trouble. I get my wheelchair hung up, or my lawn tractor stuck, or a hundred other troubles. Bill is retired, he's my neighbor, and he's usually home. So he's usually my first call, and is always willing to help me out, whatever mess I'm in, and whatever I've gotten myself into. Can you imagine? I feel like a complete and total loser. Here's this guy with no legs who's in his wheelchair and he's tending to his cattle. Yeah. Okay. Talk about an overachiever. My goodness. Good for you. Bill, I'll also, uh, Bill will also check on me at least once a day, sometimes twice, even more if he knows my wife is gone or hears me tinking around in the garage. If he hears me banging, grinding, welding, or whatever, he'll walk over to see if I'm okay. Getting in and out of my truck uh, and into my wheelchair takes a lot of effort and time. So if I need to hook up a trailer, all I need to do is make a phone call and Bill comes running to help. Uh, then he'll hang around. Uh, sometimes he, he is there before I even get the chance to call. And he hangs around to help me load or unload equipment or anything else that I need. Uh, in fact, I get in trouble with him. If I'm hooking up something and I don't call him, Bill's in his 70s, has his own wife and a special needs sister-in-law, as well as his own property to care for. He still is always available and ready to jump in and help me with anything I need. Couldn't ask for a better neighbor. And in this day and age, good neighbors can be hard to come by. Bill is a living example of what I believe Jesus intended when he said you should love your neighbor as yourself. That's uh, that's number one. Number two. Heather, the selfless. I'm nominating Heather for a badge of merit for a service to the homeless community in Anchorage, Alaska. Heather has selflessly loved the homeless people of Anchorage, Alaska for decades and is considering it her life's calling. She walks this life like Jesus more than anyone I've ever known. She's worked as an EMT, a psych nurse in a hospital and at a detox facility. As a Catholic social service shelter and so much more, she has uh, had her own personal story full of trauma. She continues to love without limit. She knows hundreds of the homeless by name and knows their stories, too. And I just love her. She's invited them into her home. She's clothed them, fed them, lovingly washed the bugs out of their hair, de-escalated fights and disarmed them. She plans sober outings with them to try to encourage them to stop drinking and celebrates with them when they do. While the rest of us only see a brief mention in the news of a body found or the number of homeless that didn't survive in the dip of temperatures, she worries for them on cold nights and grieves for them when they pass away. 
And not once has she ever tooted her own horn or condemned anyone else for not engaging in the same way. That is contestant number two. Number three, Conley the Good. I'm nominating my 11-year-old son, Conley. I felt that he was, it was very important for our boys to know how our country came to be. We've read the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Conley has been uh, has taken a great deal of interest in this and most history related uh, topics. He's probably the only 11 year old on Earth that is as excited as I am for history related trips to visit old forts and battlegrounds. He likes to visualize and live history. He asks questions about history and he even bought books about historic figures and events. In a Little League baseball game, one of his teammates hit a line drive that hit the player on the other team right in the chest. The poor kid got hit so hard he fell to the ground. All the coaches, umpires, and Conley ran out to check on him and to help any way he could. At home, Conley is one of the most responsible 11-year-olds I've ever met. He helps with everything around the house. We can ask him to do something, and with little to no grumbling at all, he does it. He takes the dog out. He takes the trash out. He carries the mail up to my dad's house next door. He helps me outside. He helps his mom cook. And he helps in the garden. But here's the most important part. He loves his baby brother. Our youngest, Jamie, is six. He relies on Connolly for so much. Connolly can be in another room doing something else, and Jamie can call for him. Connolly will stop whatever he's doing. Connolly fixes lunch every day for Jamie and fixes his own lunch. He even changed Jamie's diapers while he was still wearing diapers. We live in a family land that goes back over a 100 years, and he is just as connected to this land as I am. He understands the importance of what we were given. He knows that everything we have is because God provided for us. Conley is the most intelligent, trustworthy, reliable, kind-hearted, and remarkable 11-year-old I know. I know the world is a better place because he's in it. Those are the um, those are the nominees, uh, and you can vote on them today and today only at glenbeck.com. If you've signed up for my newsletter, there should be a link in the newsletter, um, and you can get that newsletter, which includes all of my show prep every day, even the stuff that doesn't make it, all of the stories that I find important for the for the news, uh, in that newsletter at glenbeck.com. We do have that fourth nominee so, too, Glenn. Did you want to? Uh, we have only three. There's only three. Actually, no, there's a fourth. I, I, I can. I have it here if you'd like me to read it. Uh, dear, dear Glenn. All right. Yeah. I would like to tell you that today a hero was born. But in reality, this man has likely been a hero his whole life. I just learned about it today. Our family was devastated as our little white dog, name redacted. God, name redacted? The dog's <laughs> name is redacted? Yes. It's difficult to get there. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sound like you're crying <laughs> a little bit or laughing. Yeah. I'm not sure which. Um, uh, name redacted had escaped from our home. And in the 15 uh, minutes it was missing. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> in the 15 minutes it was missing, we feared the worst. Was it eaten by an alligator? Was it run over by a large piece of farm equipment? Maybe... It had just spontaneously exploded, leaving little puppy pieces strewn all across our neighborhood. But as we prepared to bring the kids to therapy, an incredibly brave man bravely risked his life bravely. Bravely shrugging off the... (laughs) 
bravely shrugging off the possible murderous attack of an unfamiliar killer animal. And bravely and heroically brought this dog back to a backyard, which may or may not be our backyard. <laughs> Please. If you <laughs> please give a badge Still, of merit to, break it to you that, um, this wonderful anonymous man, I I don't know his name, but he had a Taco I Bell do, bumper sticker Stu. on his car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gosh, this was that was hard to get through, Glenn. Stu, you can't no- you can't nominate yourself for what you did this morning because it really wasn't an act of heroism. You see a loose dog in your neighborhood. Uh-huh. Your wife says the dog belongs to a neighbor and the gate is open. Mm-hmm. So just throw the dog in there and you literally you rolled up to the dog, you know, just swooped him into the car, mm-hmm. then threw him over a fence now, and you think it's the wrong fence. That's well, not that's, First of all, this person would like a, to remain anonymous, but I will say <laughs> Uh, yeah. that that some of the details were also included in a in 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 uh, extra material provided by the letter writer and and with the exception of throwing it over a fence that does seem familiar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can vote on all of them except number four Aww. at glenbeck.com. Uh, over sixty three million unborn human beings have been killed between the time that Roe versus Wade first came down from the Supreme Court and the recent decision to overturn it. But uh, we've got a long road, a long road ahead of us. Right now, um, did you see what uh, Whitmer did in um, in Michigan, where she uh, cut the funding for. Women's clinics. I thought it was all about making sure that, oh, sure, abortions are part of what they do. Hey, these women's clinics, uh, sure, it's uh, saving women from abortions is is part of what they do. She cuts them off. These women's clinics, the ones who are actually saying the word baby over fetus and saying, why don't we get you an ultrasound? They are under attack in all of these uh, blue states, and it's getting really bad. Preborn is um, is a series of clinics. They put all of their clinics in the top abortion cities. So mainly, I think they're in the blue state, or in, yeah, in the blue states, and they are fighting now for their very existence. They have to defend themselves from the radical hate groups who want nothing more than shut them down. By the way. Um, in the show prep today, I have the 100, I think it is, 100 um, uh, crimes committed against these abortion clinics in the last few weeks since the uh, the ruling came down. A hundred. Did you have you heard about it? Really? Any of them? Preborn is um is a ministry that is working hard to make sure that babies are kept alive. Will you consider a gift of any size? Uh, you, you ten dollars, fifty dollars, a hundred, a thousand. All gifts are tax deductible. They're going to go towards saving babies' lives and helping keeping these preborn centers safe, so they can continue their life-saving work. To donate, dial pound two fifty and say the keyword baby. That's pound two fifty keyword baby or go to preborn.com slash back that's preborn.com slash back the glenn back program 
Should I even talk about this on the air, Stu? I mean, this this could make people snap. I mean, we're already teetering on, on the on edge some really... of collapse here, Glenn. I, don't I know that this is the I right know. thing to do. And I, uh, I mean, I've brought some bad news to you in the past, but um, I'm going to roll the dice. Klondike has canceled the Choco Taco. And I think that's where I draw the line. I think everybody has their own line. And I could guarantee you somebody in this audience, that is the line. Choco Taco is like, you know what? I was all for Biden. But under Biden, we lost the Choco Taco. No, not going to do it. You've lost my vote, Joe Biden. This is Biden's America in action right here. I mean, you're watching it happen. This is what this man has brought to our nation. Our once what was the name proud of nation. Nation. What what was what was the name of that book I, I asked you to look up earlier? Oh, uh, uh what, what would happen what if we lost the Ameri- the Revolutionary War was the gist of it. I don't have it in front of me anymore. Yeah, okay. So that that's it. What what would happen if there was no America? Okay? What would happen this. if there was no Joe Biden? We'd be living in a country with a Choco Taco. Yeah. This is, Glenn, a taco-shaped ice cream uh, where, you know, know if you have a normal cone and you're eating from the top of the cone, the toppings are all coalesced at the top. So, you, yes, you eat that, and those first few bites are wonderful. And then you get to the cone part, and it's just cone and ice cream, right? The Choco Taco solves that problem. It, It magically has come up with an incredible solution to it where the Choco Taco toppings are all kind of jammed inside the taco as well. So, yes, you get the toppings at the top of the taco, but also as you're biting through the taco, you get more toppings. It solves one of nature's main challenges to to human beings. We've mastered this environment, and now they're taking it away from us. You are are probably the only person I know that I would say is a Taco Bell expert. Thank you, Glenn. Why did... Why was the Choco Taco first taken out of Taco Bell? You know, that's a great... Is Klonda... It's a great, great question. Look it up. I'll bet you they're owned by Coke. Evil Coke. I'll bet you Klondike is owned by Coke. And so they couldn't have them anymore because Taco Bell is a Pepsi place. Uh, So, yeah. uh, Klondike is owned by Unilever. Well, that just sounds evil. (laughs) I don't know why, but I agree. Totally. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it just sounds evil. Mm -hmm. And I don't like it. Klondike. Let me ask you this, Joe Biden. How much stock do you have in Unilever? What is your connection there? Get, is it in the Great Reset? I'm going to get the book now. It's probably in the back part. I'm going to check. There's some connection between Biden and Unilever, oh, and we're going to expose it. They could it. say we'll own, we'll, we'll, you'll own nothing by 2030. They said nothing about owning nothing and losing the Choco Taco. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck Program.